Hey guys, I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. And we are Hillbilly Hillbilly Horror Horror Stories. Stories. I'm Justin. And I'm Jay. And we are Cryptids Cryptids of of the the Corn Podcast. Podcast. We are excited to be doing a live event with Hillbilly Horror Stories at Post Town Elementary, a school located in Middletown, Ohio, in the Cincinnati Dayton area. Post Town has been known as one of the most haunted schools in the world for decades now. In fact, their slogan is, when you leave here, you believe. The event is Saturday, April 22nd from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. inside the haunted school. Wait, we're going to be in a haunted school at night? Uh, yeah, that's our best chance of seeing ghosts. But there's only 50 tickets available and priced at only $30. They're going to go fast. Your tickets get you to a live podcast by both Hillbilly Horror Stories and Crimson Corner as well as the ability to roam around one of the most haunted locations in Ohio. So get your tickets today at hillbillyhorrorstories.com. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen, They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big. Mm-hmm. Abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the? Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn podcast. I am the great and powerful mystery. Ooh, I am your favorite clone model number 64J. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to have a great episode. Uh, so this episode's really a fun one we've been wanting to do for a while. Some of these were sent literal months ago. Months. And I've been saving on to them. Uh, Just been s- hiding them in your back pocket. To be fair, one of these was almost a year ago. What? Yeah, and I kind of forgot about it till this episode. So, hey. but I love how many of these emails are like, "Hi, mystery." Hey, mystery. Mister E. Yeah, the great and powerful. There's one email that addresses me as the great and powerful mystery, as it should. I know it's gonna be really weird if somebody does that in public, though. The great and powerful. You should start signing things that. I may do. I may this weekend. Well, this past weekend. Yeah. I may have signed stuff, mystery. No, the great and powerful. Like, just make I can't it spell. <laughs> Even funnier. I just think, uh, you know, Mr. Dot Big E. Yeah, you can figure that one out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fun. I just thought it'd be funny to like cover a whole picture with the great and powerful mystery. <laughs> Ruin the whole piece. Uh, but no, so it's listener stories. Uh, so we've been really excited about this. Uh, but let's do our front of house stuff. You know, get through that real quick. Uh, we want to thank EncounterQuest for having us. Yeah, uh, we haven't been there yet, but we have been there already. Yes, the time traveling podcaster's life. Yes, portal, ta- portal. I don't know. No, if anybody hasn't picked up on this yet, we record these at least a week in advance, maybe even two weeks sometimes. Uh, Just depends how lucky you are. Yeah. So we sure we're sure we had a blast. 
Oh, yeah. I already know. Uh, YouTube. Get on our YouTube page. Uh, it's Cribs of the Corn Podcast still. Uh, we're starting to do interviews on there like we just had Austin Ricky on last week. And this week coming up, I believe we have uh, somebody coming on talking about MetaZoo stuff. Uh, and we're using these as... Because some of these interviews have like a lot of really cool pictures and stuff like that. Mm. So the YouTube is a better place to do those interviews. Better platform. Yeah. So you get the visual side of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so make sure you check out our YouTube page. Until Spotify signs us on for a contract and we can do videos on there. and Yeah. Exclusive. I didn't know they started doing that yet. And yeah. It was so weird because my phone kind of stopped working because I kept opening and closing it. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. So I was trying to, I'm like, why is Spotify acting up so bad today? Wants to play the video. And yeah. You, yeah. And uh, I'm like, I don't want this. We're, we're for higher Spotify, you know, you know $100 million contract. $100 million. And that what Joe Rogan got, something nuts like that. Yeah, sure, but he's Joe Rogan. Yeah, and we're cryptids of the corn. Yeah, we're going to do $200 million. There's exactly. Exactly. We'll fight Joe Rogan on Spotify. He's only like four foot tall. That's taller than me. He's getting older. He's taller than me, and he has. I'll wait for him to get COVID again, and then, and then we'll fight him. Okay, deal. (laughs) We couldn't take him. Just throw a centipede at him. We we both couldn't take him. You ever seen him kick? Yeah, no, he'd kill us. (laughs) He'd break my legs with a kick. (laughs) Both of them, one shot. I mean, my legs are already bad. Exactly. Uh, so anyways, thank you, Encounter Quest. Yes, thank you. Make sure if you guys are coming out to the live show, buy your tickets below. We're so excited. I April just, 22nd. Where is ta- that? Middletown, Ohio. At? Uh, uh, Post Town Elementary. Post Town Elementary, yes. 6P to 10P. Yep. And then we'll be drinking afterwards. We'll be drinking. We'll be thanking. We'll be talking to you guys before, possibly. Definitely after. It's it's going to be a blast. So there's an want, hour before and an hour after yeah. for If you want to meet, meet us, you know, Rob Justin's back. You just come on out. Did Post- not know where that was going for a second. <laughs> You know, you can, I was like, "What am I going to redo this episode?" You run your fingers through our hair if you're so inclined. Well, not so much. Well, yeah, you can my hair now. It's growing out. It's getting long. I just letting you talk is getting worse. <laughs> I was going to wait till you shut me, till you cut uh, me off. Anyways, if you're coming to a show, any of these conferences or anything like that, let us know. Yep. Uh, we just try to learn everybody's names and everything like that. Know we your faces. It. Yeah. Uh, once again, the best way to contact us is through the email. Mm-hmm. Don't do Instagram anymore, please. There's too much going on. Yes, because I'm already losing track. Because <laughs> people are still trying to contact the Instagram. So, That's fine, but email is the best way. Yep, email's easiest. We got Patreon. No, oh, so wait, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, so let's do our new reviews real quick. Okay. Uh, this comes from Nush- mm. Nushkan. Nushkan. Okay. N S H U C O N. Okay. Is that close? Sure. Uh, but no, he says, Great show. You guys are killing it. I've been listening for a couple months. Love the show. You guys are the meat and potatoes of the cryptid podcasting world. Keep your foot on the gas. Thank you. Thank you. The meat and potatoes. I like it. I know. That's all I eat. S- substance. So. Yeah. Screw that grain stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no filler. No filler. Rice is for the weak. I like rice. Yeah. Like I said. Oh. Rices for the week. Dang it. Uh, and then this last one is, Hi, friends. Greatest podcast ever made. And it's from Paul Milk. Oh, our dear and loyal friend. Paul, yeah. He's Paul. coming to the live show. It, it, we got a new show. Possibly coming out, too. Mm-hmm. Might have to leave a review on his new podcast. Mm-hmm. Paul's Paranormal. Look yeah. it up. Yep, look it up. All right, so Patreon. Uh, are we have a new one with Dylan? Hi, Dylan. Thank uh, you for joining. Yeah, thanks for joining. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the 
cult. And uh, Lori and Brandon up their tiers, too. So I just wanted to thank them. Oh, thank you guys. And we appreciate it. Uh, and if you're planning on getting on Patreon, do it the next couple months because uh, I think it's July as our next tier giveaway. So, like, our $10 tier gets like a custom, it's a exclusive t shirt mm-hmm. and some other goodies. And then the $5 tier gets like normally like a mini figure and some other goodies. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll um, breathe a. Uh into a bag of a Ziploc bag, my hot breath, and we'll ship that out too. All right. <laughs> so weird. So I have <laughs> I have a sea monster for you. Oh, I yeah. have a giant catfish. I have a dog man and I have several ghost stories. Ooh. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. So this is from this first one's from Al. Uh and I'll read you his little I won't say his last name. I don't I didn't get permission for that. Uh, but he says, hi, Mystery. Love you. Love Cryptids of the Corn podcast. You guys really do a fantastic job with it. Anyhow, I love the February 12th episode, Mystery Citation Station. I thought it was, I just laugh at that title every time. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so he's from the East Coast of Canada. He grew up in this area. So this isn't his direct story, uh, but it's from his area. Okay. And I just realized it's all sideways. What do you mean? That my pictures, because he sent pictures of the book it's from. Mm, okay. Uh, but no, so I, I just kind of describe This one will be a little bit of a shorter one. Uh, but basically, it's like the 1890s. That's when whaling on the East Coast was in its height. Okay. Uh, but there was this creature kept being seen. It was supposedly three or four times that of a sperm whale. Size-wise? Yeah. And it had like hair around its head. It didn't seem very cetacean-y. Okay. So it didn't seem very whaley. It almost to me seemed like really like giant amphibian. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Let me find if I can get to the description. Hmm. Because this is great because my notes didn't copy over correctly. Well, you know how things go. But uh, basically, one night there was like three or four whaling captains that were all, that everybody sees this thing kind of regularly. So it's a gigantic, yeah. and scary it's, and thing. It's hunting dolphins and hunting whales and stuff like that. Yeah. And pretty much it would. Uh, it would run these whales and dolphins into the shallow water. It was eating whales. So it was quite impressive. Yeah. Um, and so they, oh, one night, these guys are all like, well, let's go get it. You know, they're drunk at the bar, and they're like, oh, they, they hunt whales professionally. And they're like, we can take it. You know, three or four ships. Yeah. So they go, and they find it, because he's always in the same area. There's not an animal that hides very, you know, very much. And I'm sorry, Al, I'm butchering the story. Uh, but my notes didn't transfer over very well. But they go and they actually get it harpooned and stuff like that. And they start dragging it back while it's alive. And the creature's not really putting up that much of a fight. Yeah. It's kind of going, going until they get to the shallow straits. And then it just starts going. Nuts. Yeah. No, it just starts pulling. Okay. Like, like a giant sturgeon. Like it doesn't, it's not like freaking out. It's just like, I don't want to go in shallow water. Yeah. So it just starts going and going. And these ships are all getting pulled backwards. Uh, and then eventually, the, like they have to cut the lines because they're getting dragged down out to sea. Yeah, and they cut the lines, and that's pretty much it. Dang. Uh, and I think he was still seen after that a little bit, but then shortly after this story is when he kind of disappeared. I wonder why. Yeah, wonder what it was. And that's what he is asking. Uh, from the descriptions, it almost sounds to me like a giant amphibian. Hmm. Uh, the gills around it. Well, no, I, I called it gills around its head, but it's like these. These big things of fur, almost like a mane, is what it's described as. Yeah. But to me, it sounded like ox gills or yeah. salamander gills. Yeah. 
Hmm. And we know there was... So this is kind of a weird thing. There were saltwater amphibians. There's none alive today, as far as I know. There's some brackish species, but not really. Most modern amphibians can't handle the salt. Okay. But there were ancient amphibians that were ocean goers. Okay. Uh, and they were a long, long time ago, the coniferous period. As big as a bigger than a whale? Not bigger than a whale. Okay. Uh, but whale-sized animals have re-evolved several times. Okay. And the whales they were comparative to, you know, most of you guys were hunting humpbacks pretty regularly with the occasional sperm whale. And the average sperm whales, you know, a normal-sized whale, you know, 40 to 50 foot. Yeah. And some of the bulls, you know, are 90 foot long. That's huge. So... In my head, this is a larger whale-sized animal when they're comparing it to, like, the smaller humpbacks. And, this, you know, that's what I'm assuming they're comparing it to. Uh, but some stories of this creature put it, like, over 100 feet long and stuff like that. Good Lord. But I don't believe it had a fluked tail. Like, so that, it really doesn't seem like it's a whale. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder what it was then. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some sort of ancient giant seal. Yeah, that could be, too. Uh, now we talked about long neck seals and stuff, explaining some sea serpent sightings and some mm. like it's sea monster sightings. Uh, but ships are scared of it like forever. Yeah, and so and it kind of reminds me of Colossal Claude, which was from the Pacific Ocean. I remember that one. Okay, uh, he was a gigantic monster, a truly like a truly monstrous sized creature that would every once in a while would sink a ship. Uh, but he was seen constantly. Yeah. Uh, but this area they had to go in had reefs all around it, and Claude would crawl up on top of one of the reefs every once in a while and kind of lay out in the sun. Yeah, uh, wouldn't it like if you saw him, it was like bad luck? Yeah, or you're something. pretty much screwed. He, yeah, he was gonna get you or something. Even to a uh, modern-ish day in like the 80s. Yeah, uh, a big cargo ship said they seen him, and they wrecked on the reef. Jeez. But is that you know because Claude, or is it because they were looking at this big sea monster and they hit a reef? Yeah, <laughs> who knows. It's Claude's fault. Yeah, blame the monster. So, what do you think about that one? You like that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. No, it was short. Yeah, but sorry, I, I was going to read it word for word, but it, it just didn't transfer over well. It makes me curious, though. Just whatever this thing actually was, like, hmm, it'd be interesting to ever see it again or find out what it was. And I think there's a lot of these animals that just didn't make it into the 21st century. Oh, for sure. Like we talked about. Well, and, for example, the beaked whale stuff, like, there's, we know there's beaked whales, you mm-hmm. just never see them. Right. Very, very sparse. It's the ocean. and Yeah, it's huge. I believe it was the Trench series, book series I used to read, had giant amphibians at the bottom of the ocean mm. uh, with megalodons and some other prehistoric creatures. Yeah. Uh, and what they did is they were gilled amphibians, and they were below, like, in Mariana's Trench, most people don't realize it, like, so the ocean gets really cold the deeper you go. Okay. But when you get into the trenches, they're really warm. They're yeah. like tropical water. Yeah. So what happens is they like they disappear. Like if you're let's say you could stand outside of a trench and look into it, mm-hmm. you wouldn't see anything. Okay. Because there's like a layer of dust and dirt that floats on top. Yeah. So it's like a false bottom. So it goes deeper than that. Yeah. yeah. Like you no, know, it opens up to like another couple miles some in some places. Jeez, yeah. But the water difference causes like silt and stuff to sit on top. Yeah. Like uh, the Goo Lagoon in SpongeBob. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, so you could literally, like, there was a one, I cannot think of the dive, but they went to one of the trenches. Yeah. And it was literally like they were sitting on a bubble. They had to, like, push through it. Yeah. To just, get below it. Hmm. Uh, so, ocean's so scary. Yeah. So the, I cannot remember, but there's some evidence that suggests that some of these ancient amphibians, even some of these ancient marine reptiles, may add gills. Hmm. 
in the, in, it's kind of hard to tell because all we have is fossils and stuff like that. Right, yeah. But it would. I kind of think it's one of those. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool to ever see it or find out or get get a new sighting, you know. But that's 100 and what, 220 years ago? Yeah. It's a long time ago. Yeah. I think I got the date right. 1890, you said. I'm pretty sure. Sure, sure, sure. All right, so what's the next one? Okay. Thank you, Al. I'm not supposed to read the name on this one, so I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, but they say, I love your guys' show. If you end up using this story, please don't use my real name. Oh, Carl. <laughs> I was about to do the same joke. <laughs> Just make up a name. But I didn't put his name in the email okay. here, so I didn't want to accidentally say the so, right name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back around 2011, my wife and I were living in uh, a sort of rundown suburban neighborhood north of Cincinnati. Mm, close to home. Oh, I may have lied. I think, uh, anyways, I lied to you earlier. I don't have a dog man story for you. Oh, okay. Uh, way to go. I messed him up. Way to go. One of those old factory or one of those old factory towns ran down. Factories closed. And most people moved out. Mm-hmm. Mostly abandoned old houses. We were renting a one story with no neighbors, so it was quite quiet. One winter morning around nine or ten a.m., I was outside with a twelve-pound dog and my coffee. We went to do his business, but stopped and was just looking at something behind our garage. I walked over to see what it was. It was the biggest buck I've ever seen uh, was looking at him. While rare, it wouldn't be too crazy to see deer in this area. The crazy part was that the deer was standing like a freaking human, its hind legs looking down at him. I'm 6'4", and with its antlers, it was well over 7 foot tall. All three of us seemed to be moving in slow motion. After a moment, the deer backed up, still standing on two legs, to the fence, dropped on all fours, leaped the chain link fence, and then stood there dumbfounded. The next thing I remember, I was sitting on my back porch and my wife came home around 5.30 p.m. Wow. So we'll wow. talk, we'll, we'll break this down after I'm done. Yeah. Because uh, the story keeps going. Later on that night after dinner, I was laying on the floor watching TV. My wife, uh, who had been found out, or my wife who we found out about a week before was pregnant with our first, went to bed. It was around 10 p.m. The room I was in was an addition we used as a family room off the back of the house. So there was a door to the old dirt floor ceiling in this TV room. Uh, So it was like a really simple room. Okay. I simply remember I was watching Rick Stevens Europe, Rick Steves Europe, uh, Europe on PBS. And that was an episode in Romania. And he was in an old church. I know for a fact I was not asleep. The lights were on also. Then I hear a noise coming from the cellar door, but I was unable to move at all. Can't even breathe. I'm laying flat on the on the carpet floor, looking straight up. I see five Caucasian figures step over me and go back to the main part of the house. They all looked exactly the same. Black suits, fedora hats, white skin, also no hair and no face. They each looked down at me, as they stepped over me. No eyes, no nose, no mouth, no nothing. Blank faces. After a few minute, moments, I could finally wiggle my big toe, and then I could catch my breath. I had never seen, or I've never been able, or sorry, I have never been even close to as terrified as I was that night. It made me, or it made me understand the phrase, scared to death. I went to check on my wife, and I was so exhausted from the ordeal, I passed out. 
I woke up, it was 3 a.m., and the TV and the lights were still turned, or were turned off. I jumped up to check on my wife, and she was fine. Next morning, I asked her how she slept, and she said she slept great. She's, uh, she or said after she fell asleep around 9 p.m., she never got up. I did not tell her about what happened to me. Wow. The next night, it was trivia night with some friends. The host, who were friend, or that we were friendly with, but not uh, conversational with, came over to our table and just sat there with our out of the blue. Hey guys, have you ever heard of sleep paralysis? Hmm. And went on to describe it to us. I kept my mouth shut. We never spoke to him about anything other than, "Hey, how's it going?" and that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, so it was crazy that he came out for the blue just like that. Just to say that, yeah. What the hell is going on? We wouldn't. We w- we would go back to trivia night after that, uh, just to see how it's going. Nothing else really happened after that. We moved out of the house four months later. I never told my wife what happened uh, until we moved out. Although it was an old creepy house, I didn't feel like it, w- it was haunted or anything like that. Hmm. Well, I wonder what's happening in the basement too. So yeah, let's let's backtrack this story a little bit. Yeah, this is a crazy one. Uh, so first off, we have this deer-like figure. Yeah, it's a gigantic buck standing up seven foot tall or over seven foot tall. His dog runs outside and freezes and starts staring at thing because it's kind of on the side of his house, and it just is standing there, straight up staring at the dog, staring at him. Then it backs up like a human, right, to the fence. Gets down on all fours to jump over, and then just stares at him from the other side of the fence. Yeah, so weird. I don't even know. Like, it seems not. Par- I mean, kind of paranormal to me, but at the same time, shapeshiftery, whatever. I don't know. What do you think it is? Uh, I mean, it's obviously whatever the not deer is is what he was experiencing. Yeah, or something taking the form of a deer. Yeah, I think I think that may be the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Man, and you know, being seven foot tall, that's not crazy for a bit a deer to stand on its back legs to be over seven foot tall like but that's still as deer shouldn't be standing on its back legs like just looking at you so later that night he's literally watching tv on the floor yeah and he enters this paralysis state which i've had sleep paralysis before kind of sounds like what he had but at the same time he was very well i was gonna say aware and conscious but you kind of are during sleep paralysis you just can't move, like he said. And sleep paralysis often it happens in high-stress situations. Hmm. When the individual is going through a high-stress period of life, hmm. uh, it becomes much more common. And his, he just found out his wife was pregnant. They're living in this, you know, kind of sounds like a run-down house. Yeah. I mean, he even says it's a run-down house. And you see the deer thing. Right. Like- so it was definitely a high-stress day. But five men in black come in. And I'm going to call men in black. Yeah, uh, that's what it felt like to me. But they're faceless ones. Yeah. And maybe that's more what they look like in their natural state. Because we always talk about them look like they're wearing makeup and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe they don't have faces at all normally. Maybe it's all drawn on. Yeah. Or it's all like, like we kind of talk about how they put on this face or this illusion. Yeah. And that's just their, that void form. They're, oh, and I forgot about all the missing time. Yeah. The, the, I was just going to bring that up. From the, 9 or from the morning to 5 p.m. Yeah. And he was just sitting there. Yeah. Like his like... It's really weird because Betty and Barney Hill, when they had missing time, they are still on autopilot. Yeah. They just don't have any re- you know, recollection. Right. They kind of came to why they were driving. Yeah. And so these guys, you know, he's experiencing the same kind of thing to where it's it's crazy to me. Yeah. 
it's a lot of missing time. Yeah, and then the Men in Black. So and it's weird. The Men in Black do associate with missing time quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like he said, he was like his body was overwhelmed, and he tried to get up, and he tried to go check on his wife. And by the time he got there, he just passed out. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, this is a crazy one. And then what a wild like experience. And then he gets to the trivia night the next night. Yeah. And this guy walks up and starts talking about sleep paralysis, which they, he kind of knows. He kind of knows this guy. Not really. Right. Well, I'm I'm wondering, though, if that guy... Uh, gang stalking is what it kind of sounds like to me. Gang stalking? Where, like, a group or people that are seemingly unconnected, like, stalk somebody or make somebody feel like they're crazy. Okay. This kind of... Se- it's not exactly gang stalking, but it kind of reminds me, like, that this guy was, like, come up, yeah, you ever heard about sleep paralysis? Like, he wants this guy to forget... About everything, the neighbor does. You think it's it, so? They were out with neighbors. I may have misread the story. They were out with neighbors at a trivia event. Yeah, and this other guy walks up. Oh, that's how it was. Okay, I thought maybe like what my thought was maybe his neighbor being so close had a similar experience. Oh, so no, so it's a guy. They were at trivia night at like a bar. Okay, and this other guy that they kind of knew walked up mm. and started talking to their table. Yeah. Hmm. What if he did have a experience though, and I don't know. I so don't know. The the not deer thing sounds very to me like interdimensional almost. Yeah. Or even extraterrestrial or whatever you want to call it. Wendigo? No. I don't think so. I mean I, I think, think so he'd either. be dead. Yeah, probably. I think his dog would be a hat and he would be dead. <laughs> it probably wouldn't have ran walk, jumped the fence and yeah, ran away. Because but... think about the not deer. Mm-hmm. Like that when we did on Patreon, we did the not deer episode. And literally that one that jumped over the cliff yeah, had his head peeking over, still watching the guy. Right, yeah, yeah. And it seems to be their thing. It, it, several times it's happened with Not Deer. Yeah. They just kind of get away, out of the way, but they're still watching, watching you. Yeah. I wonder what I wonder what that is, though, at the end of the day. And it could be the same shapeshifters. And it, it could be the same thing, whatever species the men in black are. Right, yeah. Or, but see, I kind of, I don't know. The men in black, I don't know. If they, like, let's say the Skinwalker is a natural, supernatural, but natural thing to this plane. Okay. Or the not deer is, or whatever this thing is. Mm-hmm. And the men in black aren't. Okay. And they may be using these things that are supernatural here for some reason. As, like, their cover. Or, or their... just for, I don't know if it's just for experiments, or they need to capture those things because they're the extraordinary things of this plane. Okay. But, like, the Mothman and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. These may be creatures that are either from a different place than they are from, or they're from here This with extraordinary abilities, and they want them. Mm, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard to put your finger on it. This is a crazy experience, though. And it's... The thing... The cherry on top is that trivia guy, because I don't yeah. trust him. I'd have punched him in the face, personally. I've seen it. I would have probably snapped. Like, mentally, if I was, like, lived through all this experience... And just grabbed him by the shirt collar. What do you know? I would have probably flipped especially if i was drinking at this bar yeah oh yeah i can see it happening uh because i'd be like already kind of shaky well imagine if he tried to scare you uh, he'd be dead yeah, i mean he'd i'd be, probably I'd, chopped his head off uh, everybody don't know you don't sneak up and scare justin because i just punch yeah he, he fires i broke jay i broke jay tried to scare me one time you broke my cup and then i still punched you in the throat yeah through the cup. it went through the cup and into my throat and like <laughs> It was sore the next day. I, you sh- you're lucky you're not dead. I know. If that cup wasn't there, you'd be dead. I'm I had a punch right blessings. in the windpipe. But hey, I did scare you. Yeah, you did. It's not hard to do. <laughs> it was funny, though. It's hard to survive. That's true. 
I was the real survivor of that experience. Uh, so this is I don't know. This is a weird one. Yeah, it is. But I'm glad like they shared this with us. I mean, yes, thank you. Yeah, and I have his name, so I'll read that out for everybody, even thank, though he told me not to. I'll thank give you, you his Carl. address. Thank you, Carl. I really hope his name's not Carl. I know that would be awful. Uh, but no, thank you for sharing this. This is definitely. It's not Deary. It's Men in Black. You know, it's and then the Lost Time. Yeah, it has a lot of this elements. This is almost to me a classic extraterrestrial thing where like nothing makes sense. Right. And I think they do that on purpose. Or it's you or know, whatever they're doing, or you know, it just here it doesn't make any sense to how our lives operate or how this world operates is is plain. You know, and that's why it maybe is so odd and different. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. That's a good one, though. I I really like that one. Uh, You ready for the next couple? Yeah, yeah. So these next two are from Spooky Appalachia. Ooh. So it's Jimmy. Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, So this, here's this first one. So this is a true story of something that happened to me. It happened early on one rainy morning during the COVID lockdown of 2022, or 2020. Uh, There was an emergency at work, and I had to drive into work for because I had been driving from or driving from home for a few weeks and had not been out in a while. While driving, I never saw a single car, likely because of the lockdown. I was also stopped at a stoplight. Well, when out of the corner of my eye, I saw a woman in a paper-thin-looking dress walking down the street and into the park. I remember thinking, well, that's odd. It was cold, rainy, and still dark outside. So this woman in a thin dress with no jacket did not make much sense. I looked up again at the light and still red. Then I looked back at the lady and she had vanished. I could still see further ahead and where she had been. There was no trace of her. I kept driving and later it dawned on me that I should have gotten my phone out and recorded it. It would have been a cool thing to capture. I didn't think about it at the time, but about a year later, I'm looking into spooky stuff in Appalachia and someone reached out to me asking if I knew of this same park where I saw the woman vanished, is haunted. Hmm, okay. The bridge that goes over the park had had several people jump off from it. Hmm. It had a couple of people reach out to me saying that they'd seen phantom jumpers on the bridge late at night. Hmm. So he, this is a cool one because you know, he's having this experience before he got into this stuff. Yeah. And then later on, he's having people say, like, yeah, I've seen phantom jumpers and stuff like that. Gosh, that's pretty awesome. So he, he may have witnessed... A- one of these phantoms, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Yeah, that's awesome. Explains the dress. <laughs> you know. Paper thin dress. And it's, yeah. it's just weird. I don't know if she was in white. But the yeah. woman in white thing is so weird in North America. Yeah. And bridges in general, you know, have just a, a weird, I don't know. So moving water contains so much energy. Yeah. And I kind of wonder, if, especially maybe, the you know, the 40s, 50s, and 60s bridges the mostly metal ones and stuff like that, if they kind of capture that resonance, hmm. they could either, you know, they may magnify some of these signals. Yeah, or like an antenna. Like yeah. it just brings it, yeah, that's pretty cool. I never thought about that. Now, we we definitely talk about the moving water thing a lot. Yeah. Being, I mean, being a, like a focal point of... Yeah, and I think it's because the extra, the excess energy of molecules bouncing off each other. Yeah. So being very scientific about it, it would make sense because these molecules are constantly rubbing, mm-hmm. creating static charges, they're constantly bouncing, creating, you know, all all kinds of vibrations and stuff like that. In our electric universe. I don't know. I was waiting. That's it. Explain. Electric universe. I don't, I don't know. I haven't looked enough into it, but it's a, it's a thing. 
It's a thing. I know it's a thing. Yeah. I just haven't studied it enough. Okay. But, you know, we're on to something here. We're on to we're something. We're connecting dots. Do the math yourself. We'll give you the... <laughs> We'll, give, we'll the, give you a paper and pen. You figure it out. Right, yeah. <laughs> you say the stupidest stuff sometimes. I know, but, you know, it's fun. I'm opening minds. I'm opening minds. So I try not to read too many. I, I haven't read hardly any of these because I like being surprised, too, yeah. for these ones. You want me to do one? Want me to surprise you? No, nah, it's okay. Come on. No, it's okay. Second one from Spooky Appalachia. This one happened to me when I was in elementary school. I think it was 1999. We were all playing on the playground when I saw a metallic or metallic-looking orb stick or sticking to the same spot in the sky on top of a mountain. As you guys know, I live around a lot of tall mountains. I told a bunch of my classmates, and it wasn't too long before the whole class was looking at it. Eventually, our teachers came out with binoculars. This always stuck with me that it was weird because an adult or she was an adult and she couldn't explain it. I watched it for a few seconds longer, and I could see something coming out of it from the bottom, but I couldn't tell what it was. It was a straight, or it was a static line, going down to or to one of the trees. Uh, I, it became the talk of the school, and then rumors started going on uh, that wild, or that going wild that our class saw a UFO. I checked the windows a few times throughout the day, and it was no longer there. It, this always stood out to me. Over the years, and I thought it was an awesome one to send you guys. Yeah, it's amazing. It yeah, you know what makes me think of mm-hmm. last week's episode. What about it? Bigfoot and UFOs. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, you think it was uh, no dropping one off? I don't know because it just went. It's weird that, you, that something was coming out of it. Yeah, that is strange because you don't get that uh, experience too often where you get the see something either discharging or they're, it's weird that they're always like it's always seems like they're letting stuff out or getting stuff in mm. have you seen this stuff that uh they rec- like you see it looks like a i don't even know almost like a liquid coming out of it but like or like a plasma kind of thing yeah so there's a and couple like, real famous ufos that like were leaking like oh what was the one in canada uh, we're gonna do. We'll do an episode on it one day. Yeah, but literally, like slag. Yeah, was coming out and of people it. People killed that fa- dog. People found it. Like well, they- it killed a dog. Yeah, and it landed on that guy's boat. And, like he was diving out to get it stuff, and he got extremely sick. Mm. It's so weird. I wonder what. Yeah, I don't know. Advanced human technology that undisclosed. So, so far, we've had a not deer, a big salamander, <laughs> uh, a ghost. Yep. And a UFO. Yeah. And with, um, and that story just goes to show, like, even though, like, adults, you know, when you're a kid, you think, like, adults are the smartest, they know everything. Like, you're just, you're on the same level as them. Yeah, they have more experience and live life, you know, more, experience things differently. But as far as intelligence goes, like, being a kid, you know, and seeing stuff like that. You're not crazy. Like they don't know everything either. You're you're just as creative. You're just as uh, uh I don't know, intelligent. I I believe you know, as your authority adults. I, I don't know. I, it's just I it's kind of cool. Are as intelligent, I just think they're the understanding is limited for sure, for sure. But that's also could be a good thing, you know, because then you're not exposed to you know some of the bad stuff that life hands you or puts things in perspective for you like you the kids are more open to you know different possibilities and rather than the limited stuff because when you as you get older and i've experienced it you're kind of limited through your own experiences and how you view the world 
you know, kids are a bit more open as long as they have a decent upbringing, I guess, or where things aren't just like too traumatic or I don't, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to think about. I just like how he, he pointed that out. Like, oh, it was an adult and they didn't even know what was going on. You know, it's, it's kind of cool to see that coming. And now he's an adult, but seeing it, he still had that mindset recalling that as a kid. Like that's pretty, I like that little portion of the story stood out to me yeah i love it too yeah so thank you jimmy yeah thanks jimmy those those are awesome before we move on we're gonna do this because i forgot to do this for the last two months Uh oh we'll be back after this ad break oh okay what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And we're back. Welcome back. Hopefully that's better than the ad. That's trying to shove it somewhere where hopefully it fits. You're just not ready for it. Yeah. yeah. In the middle of a story. We'll try to do that more often. I just keep forgetting to look at the timer because we get into these episodes so much. Yeah. But it helps that these are all like separate stories. So it's easier to kind of block them up. Good break points. Yeah. This one was sent by Big Daddy. Ooh, Big Daddy. And I don't know who this is. It's Big Daddy. But it was sent... Almost a year ago. And I'm apologizing to Big Daddy that it's taken so long to get this in here. <laughs> I had it saved in the email forever. I'm apologizing to Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. Apologize to Big Daddy. I'm sorry, Big Daddy. But you remember we did the giant catfish episode? Yep. So it's referencing, referencing that. Okay, that's season one, I think. Yeah, before we had seasons. Yeah. I think it was just episodes. Big, big catfish. We didn't know this thing was going to take off. Yeah. Uh, so Randall discovered your episode in Giant Catfish. I figured I contribute to some modern stories. I'm from a little town near Baden, North Carolina, along the PD, uh, Trilly rivers and lakes. Excuse me. Sorry. We have three dams in town. Uh, one holds Berlin Lake or Bat- Baden Lake. Sorry, Baden Lake. It covers old Baden, a town that was flooded out and a bee bomber from one of the world wars. Mm, cool. So there's a plane and a town at the bottom of these lakes. That's pretty cool. Uh, before I move on, Del Hollow, Tennessee is a flooded valley. And mm-hmm. There's like three towns down there. Yeah. I literally seen one on the fish finder, like a house I was fishing. That's awesome. Oh, it's terrifying. Kind, yeah, kind of. people died in that one, and oh. nobody talks about it. Oh, really? Because they gave them, like, all these people wouldn't leave. Yeah. Because they live there. Yeah. I think we've talked, we talk, slightly talked about that, like how they flooded... A lot of valleys mm-hmm. and stuff um, in the Appalachias, like a lot, a lot, and just I flooded whole towns gone. I wonder what, like, if it was, if there was more nefarious reasons behind it, like hiding stuff, or. But what's the scariest part about all that? Like, where uh, we go in the summer in Norris Lake, Tennessee, uh, sometimes like old coffins from cemeteries that were down there, oh. they pop up because you know obviously they're filled with air. If they're sealed, sometimes, yeah, the coffins will float to this. We can come un, what, what, not unburied. That's such a bad, like, I don't think that's the right vernacular, but. 
I guess no. They, I mean, they they come out of the ground. They come out of the ground. They they're, and they float. They, they're buoyant. Yeah, they and float. they're slowly trying to work their way back up. And just imagine fishing, and then bloop pops up beside you. Oh, well, a I've, box. I've caught a body bag before. Oh, really? Yeah. On a hook? Yeah. Was there a body in it? No. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, it was from. It's actually at church camp. And a kid drowned and like, but it was during like a storm. Oh, so this like, I guess emergency workers they have like a whole bunch of body bags. Oh, uh, okay. And like literally just like basically like a roll of trash bags blew into the lake. Yeah, yeah. And we were still catching them like all summer. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. At least it wasn't like somebody was in there or something like that. Because that would be, that would not be the thing, the fish I'd want to pull up. You know? Oh, it's a big one. Oh, and it's a dead body in a body it's bag. A dead body. Uh, so moving on, back to Big Daddy's story. Okay, Big Daddy. When I was a kid, they hired divers to find a, that to find that plane and see if they could be removed. Hmm. Uh, multiple teams came out and refused to go back. I've heard stories of divers finding the plane, uh, when uh, well, or finding the plane wall, then the wall swims off. Ah. So they literally swim up to this plane and it's against a wall, and then the wall moves. Yeah. Uh, I've done work on the Alcolo. Dam locally are locally, and I've seen some large fish. We pulled some seventy plus cats out of these lakes. Mm. These legendary VW catfish are out there. That's awesome. So to this, it's 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 hard to remember because it's a long time ago. But like the U.S. has claimed about these VW size catfish forever. Yeah, catfish have undetermined growth rates and undetermined lifespans. They're very unique animals. There's a reason they're on all the continents. Mm-hmm. All. The yeah. continents, either in Antarctica. every ocean, in every body of water. Catfish, uh, I can't remember when they evolved, but they have taken over. They, Some apex, uh, they're rare as apexes, but out of the seven largest fish species on the planet, I think four of them are catfish. Okay. Uh, the biggest one is the meat kong giant catfish, and they're vegetarians. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, but they get seven, 800 pounds. Yeah, that's a big fish. Yeah, like 12. So the whale's catfish gets longer. Okay, but not as not big. as heavy. These yeah. look like cows. Okay, sea or okay, never mind. Not sea cows. That's something else. That's a different animal. <laughs> yeah. Now is it? Um, is a Mad Tom catfish on that list? No. <laughs> so anybody doesn't know, Mad Toms are venomous catfish from North America. Yeah. That stay quite small. Yeah. The biggest one. I'm trying to think. <laughs> as big as your finger? No, there's some that get like bullhead size, which are another smaller species of catfish. How big are we talking though? Like, oh, like some of them may get a foot. Really. That's kind of surprising. It depends on the species. I'm trying to think. Yeah. So for here in Ohio, I'm going to say the tadpole mad tom's the biggest, the ones you have in your tank. That's the biggest? Yeah. I, they get like four or five inches, you know, ma- maxed out. Oh, I, I hope they, I hope mine get that big. They will eventually. They look, catfish do great in captivity too. Yeah. Catfish really excel in whatever environment you put them in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love them. Now they're finally coming out. Yeah. So he's, you know... I don't remember what my opinion was then, but as let's say as long as VW bug, I believe, and at that size, you know, that's there was old stories of them catching flathead catfish and blue catfish that were four hundred pounds in North America. Yeah, and we modern ichthyologists believe that they kind of top out at two hundred pounds, and I don't. Yeah, I think they will get as big. You know, if the environment a, allows them, right? Yeah, yeah. If there's a meat processing plant, yeah, on the river. There are 300-pound catfish under it. Oh, yeah. I believe it. I yeah. just, you know, it's just because he's sitting there eating nothing. Once they get over, like, that 50-pound mark, mm-hmm. nothing can eat them. Right, yeah. So if they can... Even they alligators and stuff like that, you know, think about 
it's think about you trying to wrestle an 80 pound fish on land yeah let alone in the water no it ain't happening uh flatheads are i if any of them are getting that big it's blues for north america mm-hmm. uh flatheads can get very very large they're kind of i think the world records like 140 pounds for the flat and like 180 pounds for the blue okay but there's historic records of them being four or 500 pounds. Yeah, which is just, I mean, if there's a niche, if it's in an area too where it just doesn't have a predator so if and you a look, food source. South America has four or 500 pound catfish. Yeah. Asia has four or 500 pound catfish. India has four or 500 pound catfish. Africa has 300 pound catfish. And Europe has 400, 500 pound catfish. Yeah. So why don't we? So why wouldn't, and that's, you know, we've talked about it on some other shows and yeah. stuff like that. The world kind of evens out. Mm-hmm. So there should be one here. Right. We talked about that with the European giant salamander. It's the only place in the in the northern hemisphere that's lacking a giant salamander species. Mm-hmm. And it probably isn't lacking one, or if it is, it's more recently lacking one. Yeah. Uh, it's, and when when extinct, might be excrepated. There you go. Great word. Um, anything else to add for catfish from Big Daddy? I mean, that's a. I w- thank you for sharing the story. Yes, um, thank you. I would like to be one. I w- you know I'd like to be one of those divers looking for that plane. I would. I would, I would absolutely refuse. I would be absolutely terrified if I seen that thing that big move. Can you off. imagine seeing a wall swim off? No, because I would only assume that it's circling around to scoop me up. That would be my only assumption. And I don't think it would at that size. Yeah. I don't even know what they'd be eating. Because you're talking about if it is as in described. Yeah. You know, that's probably a 1,200-pound catfish. And let's say it did circle around in it. Oh, to eat you. I mean, it it could. I mean, 600-pound catfish can eat humans. Is that something... Oh, uh, like it would just swallow you whole? Yeah, it would, I mean... Most, would it crush you? It, it's going to do a lot of stuff, too. Okay. I, I just don't know. I really don't know how fish operate, so I don't know. So they don't have teeth. They have... At least the, the ichthylorids of North America, yeah. these big catfish from North America, don't have teeth, per se. They have grinding pads. The grinding pads, that's right. Okay. Uh, but they have a hell of a bite. Okay, really? Like yeah, they, they literally, pressure? like, for breeding... They physically grab a female and drag her into the den. The old, it's, yeah, the people old see these catfish way. all like scarred up. They're all old. And they school. think it's like from predators and stuff like yeah. that. No, it's from breeding. It's that caveman breeding sow. Mm-hmm. He's grabbing, dragging back to the den, and you breed. And you breed. <laughs> yeah. That's life, right there, baby girl. Don't you forget it. Yeah. All right, our final story. So hopefully you guys are enjoying this. I, I am so far. If, if you're new to this one, Justin can't read. Right. That's right. the joke. Yeah. So I read everything because I can't. Uh, next one is from Mariah, a Patreon listener story. Yeah. That's how it's titled. Hi, Mariah. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Mariah. If you guys don't know who Mariah is, the Tulpa episode was with Mariah. Mm-hmm. Listener story. The house I grew up in has been in my family. For multiple generations, so there is very little negative energy that, that my uh, there's very little negativity that my family, my friends, and I have left there, or if I have felt sorry. Mm. To start off, I have no siblings, no pets inside. I was raised with a healthy respect for the paranormal, uh, or for the paranormal courtesy of my mother, and never was really scared of it until it came into contact with the last story I will mention here. The Woman in the Kitchen is the title of this one. Mm. During the summer after my junior year of high school, I had went to the bonfire after I got off work and stayed out a bit late past my curfew. My parents, being super trusting and probably a little naive about the trouble I got in, fell asleep before I was supposed to get home. 
I had to unlock the back door somewhere around 1.30 a.m. Been there, done that, homegirl. Uh, listening for both of my parents snoring, quickly took my shoes off and gently shut the door behind me. From the back door, you could see into the kitchen. My parents closed the bedroom door and, uh, and the entry into the living room. As I turned around, I came face to face with a pale, silvery woman wearing a long dress, her hair long, or her hair in a bun, and a scowl on her face. Her arms crossed around her, or crossed in front of her chest. Obviously, in my tired state of mind, I thought it was my mom. Uh, the woman was not her build, so that ruled her out. Not my father either. I stood there for a few seconds, not moving, until her demeanor relaxed. She smiled and pointed me towards the living room stairs and then disappeared. Wow. So this is pretty neat. Yeah. Because uh, this isn't what I would say a scary story. I mean, initially I would be frightened, like just to see. I, the... I guess hindsight, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, the whole experience, she didn't seem too scared. You know, right? Is that if that is that's what you're, if that's what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, well, no. To me, this kind of seems like a family relative, and I, I I have very I have very strong opinions. Yeah. On ghosts and family relatives and stuff. I don't believe ghosts per se are humans. Mm-hmm. They're not human souls. I do believe your family can come back and check on you from time to time and say, "Hey, I'm here," kind of deal. I don't think that's ghosts. That's not haunting. That's not their soul stuck here. I do think they can come and let you know, hey. Give you signs or something. So I wonder if this is a grandma or an aunt or something was mad at her for staying out way too late. And then after being like, okay, you're safe. Go to bed. Yeah. Huh. That, that's what I get off it. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I wonder what she was pointing her to or like. To, to her bedroom. She was yeah. pointing her to the stairs to Time. go go yeah. to bed. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I, I like that you know, this perspective very, of you it. Know, this, Across the chest, looking very angry like a parent. Yeah. And then, all right, you're safe. Go to bed. Well, too, I wonder, well, yeah, I wonder if it is like an old relative, but I wonder if it's not um, necessarily, you know how like we talk about things getting stuck in time, like experiences? Mm-hmm. What if that was like a great grandparent that did that to her daughter, like waiting for her to come home? You know, it's just this kind of repeating that cycle. It hit the it hit the right note, so it yeah. repeated. Or like could she, be she just come home super late. Um, you know, she's kind of sneaking in, and it just like reactivated that that replay of time where. So Mariah, you'll have is. to let us know if you had a grandma or a great grandma, even you know, multiple generations in the home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wonder if yeah, if you have any like follow up to that story, let us know sometime. Because that's an interesting thing, and to me, it's not a scary encounter. Right. Yeah. Afterwards. Right. Yeah. Afterwards. Huh. It's very kind of friendly. Like, go to bed. Right. Yeah. You no, know, you're not supposed to be out this late. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what? But yeah. you're safe, and you know. All right. Yeah. So, and then I'll tell a story. Luke doesn't listen to this show, so I'll tell a story about Luke. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I didn't drink in high school. Unless mm-hmm. my parents knew about it, mm-hmm. uh, my siblings not so much. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think how to word all this stuff so nobody gets in trouble. Well, uh, you already named names. Well, so. yeah, I'll name Luke. Dad listens to the show. Dad probably already knows this. Mom doesn't. Yeah, mom listens to the show kind of sometimes. Um, but no, I got a call one night, and I was out late. I was out fishing, I think, 
And I got a call one night saying, hey, you need to come get your brother. They got him absolutely hammered. And keep in mind, I am now, 18 this is just, or 19 at this time. These are just some friends, not your parents saying that. Right. Okay. So somebody had seen my brother yes. and was like, hey, you know, he's not good. You got to come out here and get him. Yeah. So I went out and got him. And I was so mad. Not at him, but he was like falling over. He couldn't talk. Nothing. And his buddy was there. And Nick was there. Nick was Nick was the one that called me. Now that I think about it. So Nick got out to this party and seen Luke and was like, you got to come get him. Yeah. So I go out and I go get him. And I was in my Jeep. And it was so tall. And I picked Luke up and I threw him in from the passenger side and landed him in the driver's seat on accident. <sighs> and then I yelled at his buddy that I was going to take home too. Yeah. And he didn't have a choice. I won't name him. Yeah. But he didn't have a choice. He was going home as well. Yeah. I knew was, I was close to his mom and his sister and stuff like that. And he's like, all right. Yep. Yeah. We'll do. Sorry, sir. And he's just like, because I'm screaming at all these people. Yeah. I'm furious. I'm threatening people's lives. I'm saying I'm going to come back after I get these guys home. They're about to feel the wrath of the great and powerful Mr. E. Because uh, they got this kid just absolutely. And these are all older kids. Yeah. these are Most of these people there are older than me. Oh, okay. And they thought it was funny to get this kid drunk. Yeah. And so I remember I came home. I'm literally dragging him up the ramp. And I'm listening to make sure mom and dad are asleep. Keep in mind, at this point, it's like 2.30 a.m. Yeah. So that's just what Mariah's story made me think about. It's yeah. just like. Well, Waiting you, to hear dad snore. Did you get him in? Oh, yeah. Nick had to babysit him all night. <laughs> really? Because he was just up chucking constantly. Yeah. Oh, but Luke saved me later on. See? Life has its balance. And it was not Luke's fault at all. It right. Was like, oh, yeah. You know, he was just a kid. Yeah, you don't know. And, like, and then they just did all this stuff to him. I yeah. was so mad. Man. Uh, you ready for the next one? Yeah. I was going to share a story when I oh, snuck in. Go ahead. It has nothing to do with drinking or something. It didn't, this, I didn't, Mariah didn't say she was drinking. True. She's just out late. I'm going to imagine she was drinking. Okay, so I'll tell mine real quick. I was out late. This is me trying to sneak in without getting caught. I was out late. Actually, for school, I was doing a, a art project for school, and I was stayed over way too late. And I was with my friend, and then we, and I was like, my stomach was going, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like I had the, the diarrhea bad. It was bad. And I'm with my friend. And she's like, uh, so I'm in the bathroom at school, like, you know, doing my business. So I get done. And she's like, hey, uh, um, we're done. Uh, you want to go to Arby's or something? Oh, I remember the story. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Let's go to Arby's. I was feeling better then because I had just done my business. But about halfway through the Arby's, my stomach, I'm like, oh, no, not again, not again. So then we were done eating. I'm like, okay, let's go. Time to go home. But first I had to drive her back to her car, you know, back at the school. So I drove her back at the car and dropped her off. And then she's like talking through my window. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, bye. I got to go. It's like 1.30 in the morning. And I'm like, oh. So I left and I'm driving home about 15 minutes from home. But I made that trip about the whole time. I made like a 15-minute trip into at least a seven- or eight-minute trip, maybe. But I'm going about 120 miles an hour down the road, flying. And and I have to poop so bad, so bad that I'm flexing every muscle in my body from ankle to shoulder, as tight as can be. I'm standing in the car driving with both feet on the gas pedal, standing stiff as a board on the gas, going about 120 down uh, in the middle of the night, uh, trying just to not... 
crap myself. And right as I turn on my road, the ball, the dam, bro- the levee broke. I could, there was nothing I could do. And I'm sitting there going, no, no, why is this happening? And I, it, the, the, the walls, yeah, the levee broke. Let's just put it that way. So I pulled over and finished my business mm-hmm. in the neighbor's yard. Low point. This is my why life. they don't like you. And then as is it that neighbor, the neighbor that doesn't like you guys. No, they don't. No, not that. It wasn't that close to, down the road. And uh, uh, it was quite. It was a couple miles down the road on my road though. And finished in their yard. So now I'm like a big mess. I'm telling Jamie you pooped in her yard. Who? Jamie. I don't think it was. No. I'm just gonna tell him it was you. I don't even Jamie. Oh no, it wasn't that road. Nope. Not. I know who you're talking about. Nope. It wasn't them. But uh, you do know the people. But um, so I found a blanket in my trunk, wrapped myself, and then as I'm driving home, there's a creek right beside my house. Took all the evidence because I was very embarrassed. Threw it all in the creek. My favorite pair of jeans, my underwear, my socks. What were you wearing when you got home? A, a blanket and a t-shirt. <laughs> so that's why I had to sneak Came out in like a kimono. So I was like 19 years old, and I still lived. I was in college, living with my mom and dad still. So I'm like sneaking out like a kimono. I snuck in the back door, like being as quiet as I can. Snuck up, jumped in the shower real quick, and threw the blanket in the washer and. It's like nothing ever happened. Didn't tell any. Nothing. Told nobody for years. All right, let's move on. All right, that was my fun story. This one's called "The Boy in My Parents' Bedroom." Oh, my best room. My best room. (laughs) Okay, the boy in my parents' bedroom. By they, we say in their name or it's Mariah still. Oh, it's still Mariah. Mariah has several stories. Okay, let's go. Uh, now you made me lose my place. Thank you. Sorry. As a teen. When I would uh, walk by my parents' doorway from the kitchen, I would occasionally see a small boy sitting on my mom's side of the bed. It never really freaked me out. I told my mom, and she confirmed that she saw and felt him crawling into bed with her from time to time. She felt him tickle her feet and play with her hair, and when she was in bed alone. He's also... That was me. Sorry. You... Was it loud? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, Sorry, where was I? Uh... He, Tickle my hair. He also played with her, my hair and crawled into bed with me when I was in the upstairs room. So, yeah. That's that story. That's a little str- weird. He would play with their hair and tickle their feet. Yeah. I don't like this one. No, I don't like that one as much. I wonder who... That's strange. I don't like it. Yeah. Um. I don't trust it. So, uh, her house had uh some activity then, I would imagine. Oh, there's more. Yeah. I still have several paragraphs. Of just Mariah's? Yeah. Like ghost stories? Yeah. Dang, okay. I don't like it. It's weird. Yeah. That little boy is weird. Like, what's going on with her I'd house? I'd burn the house down after that. If somebody tickled my feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you would. You would be trying to... You'd be karate chopping air. <laughs> I would just be like, all right, time to burn the house down. Right. Uh, it just So here's the next one. It's called Footsteps. My room is on the second floor of the house, uh, up a steep staircase. With an open or that opens up into a decent sized landing and splits off the two rooms. My room was the one on the left, and the attic storage was on the right. Gosh dang it. All right. Uh, it's Jay's trying to open up a coffee, and it's stupid loud. Let me just rip the band aid off real quick, okay? Oh my gosh. I'm ripping the band aid off, people. There you go. It's better than the last five minutes of you trying to open it secretly. Yeah, that made it worse. The do- so the door of my room was slightly left ajar just for the airflow. Often I would hear a long or long after my parents had gone to bed in their respective rooms, 
some but or someone walk up the stairs, cross the landing, and just stop inches in front of my door. They'd pause there for about five minutes, and I'd hear them turn around and walk back across the landing and walk down the stairs. Once the footsteps had paused at the threshold of my room and slowly pushed the door open and walked over to me and sat on my bed. I felt my bed, or I, I felt my bed get sat on, she states. I saw the indention or the indentation that someone was sitting next to me. Teenage me was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Adult me would be freaking out. Yeah. But I politely collected my thoughts and asked them to leave and shut the door behind them. I felt the presence leave my, or the pressure on my bed leave. The depression left. I heard footsteps across the room, saw the door close, and heard them walk back down the stairs. Hmm. There would also be shadows that would sit in the stairs and just watch you. Or you'd catch movement out of the corner of your eye and see something walking up the stairs from the living room couch. The final... Oh, sorry. sorry that's the next one. That's horrible. It, it is, but at the same time, like, I like how she, you know, talked to it, said what she wanted, and it did exactly as she asked. Like, that's kind of... That, at least... It sounded horrible at first. I would be freaking out, too. But the way that it ended like that is relieving i guess it would have been if i were her uh oh it's horrible it's just horrible the shadow part i don't like yeah i mean and the part the hearing footsteps come right to your door standing and, there and just standing there yeah yeah but i mean your parents are asleep imagine yeah that's she that's the part but imagine like it's let's say you're staying, staying at your grandma's house all right enough of the heavy breathing let's say you're staying at your grandma's house and she like you know, checks and see if you're sleeping. You know, that's not scary. So That's your grandma. Right. If so, you shot her, she would die. Well. Not an invisible creature that sits on your bed while you're trying to sleep no. and looks at you. Right. Ow. My chest hurts. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Stop moving. I know. I had this stretch. I had to like a, I had that, you know, that you and you anyway, stretch back to the Oh, but yeah, that would be uh, frightening. But like I said, I liked how it ended. I do like that part. Mm. It's relieving to me. So the final shadows. My parents left for work early. Uh, they trusted me to get myself up and get to school on time when I was old enough to drive. It was a normal day. I woke up, got into my school clothes. I walked down the stairs to get breakfast. As I got to the end of the stairs, I could see through the living room and into the doorway into the kitchen where there was a very tall shadow, shadow standing smack in the middle of the kitchen. Mind you, my dad is 6'5". His head is about six inches from the ceiling. The shadow was scraping the ceiling with its head. Mm. Uh, I tried my best to remain calm, but I was freaking out. Everything I experienced at this point was at night. I ran to the couch in the living room and and hoped it would go away by the time I had to leave since it was between me and the car keys. About five minutes passed, and I checked uh, to see if I had left. Nope, it's still standing in the middle of the kitchen. Fine. I walked right through the living room. And into the kitchen doorway, and kept my front, and kept, and kept my front to the shadow. Uh, it was black and opaque, few details, but I could tell that it had work boots on and work clothes on. When I felt the bedroom to the door, uh, at my back, I quickly turned around and slammed and locked the door behind me. Once I was safely inside, I could see the shadow from its feet and the space between the bottom of the door and the floor. I heard and saw the handle shake as it tried to get inside. 
I loudly and sternly told, or as I could manage, told it I needed to leave because no one wanted it, or I told it it needed to leave because no one wanted it here, and if it was going to invade my privacy. Immediately, the knob stopped shaking, and the shadow behind the door disappeared. I gave it a, or I gave it a few minutes before I, I had to get ready to scroll as fast as I could and left the house. Yeah, that would freak me out. Screw that. All of this. Yeah. It started out so nice and slowly got worse and worse. Yeah. Um, Mariah, I hope nobody in your family still owns that house. Well, I would imagine they probably do if it's been in the house, their family that long. Screw all of this. Yeah. Man, I. You had a lot of experiences in this house growing up. Yeah. Hmm. It sounds like me growing up. A little bit. And I think we had different. I don't know if we had different opinions on it or not, but. Yeah. Well, I don't think hers touched her i'm like i'm glad did. her mom had no i'm not glad but i'm kind of glad her mom had experiences too because yeah. it makes you not feel crazy crazy yeah yeah because my family had all all of my family members had experiences at that house that i grew up in yeah uh which is horrible but nice you know that's not just, just you making you feel like you're insane yeah you're not alone but you had some grade a stuff and that house should be burnt down <laughs> yeah first get several priests in there and then burn it down these ghost stories, I think I need to share the the Bowling Alley ghost stories now, like real quick. Go ahead. Because they're very recent. This just happened in the past couple weeks as we're recording this. Um, so our the Bowling Alley uh, my family runs, uh, we've always joked about it being like haunted because um, just little weird stuff from time to time. But uh, we always say it's uh, the, one of the former owners that r- ran that place for like 30 plus years. We're saying, oh, he's sticking around. It's him. But, you know, nothing like really major ever happened. And not many people ever talked about it. Usually it's just like sometimes you see stuff out of the corner of your eye or you just feel like somebody's kind of there with you. But nothing ever felt like nefarious at all or scary. It was never that kind of like thing. But in the past couple of weeks, um, I've had two separate people have two separate encount- or things happen to them while they were in, uh, in the women's restroom. The one was, lady was in the stall in the women's restroom. We got two stalls in there. And the stall next to her, um, she just seen the toilet paper kind of come down underneath so she could see it go onto the floor. Like it unrolled a little bit. And they looked at it and seen it. And then the rest of the roll just completely unrolled. all the, The roll completely unrolled all by itself. All the way till it was empty. All onto the floor. And that freaked them out, and as they would, and they got up, you know, laugh, told us about it, like, "Uh, is your bathroom is your bathroom haunted?" That's what the lady was saying. I don't. This lady uh, isn't like a frequent person that I know personally, but it's someone that's been out there. I know them, but they were they were visibly shaken and freaked out. Now and then, I'm like, "Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's the it's the ghost. Yeah, we always joke about it. it's the ghost. Yeah, he did it, but I never had any experience like that." Or someone told me. Fast forward another week ahead, I kind of had forgotten about it because it was just like a one-off thing. And then someone that's there one, two, at least three times a week, a lady that's there, she was in the bathroom and she came out like visibly like shaking. And she's like, uh, uh, I th- is her, you got a ghost in your bathroom. That's all she kept saying. You got a ghost in your bathroom. I'm like, oh, did the toilet paper unroll? Is what I was, she's like, no. So she said she was sitting in the stall, same one as the other lady, in the stall next to her. The door was closed, which sometimes that happens. People will close it, and the latch will, like, fold over. Like, and it'll latch itself closed if you pull it closed from the outside. Like, that's normal. That happens. But she said it was closed, 
And so she was sitting in the other stall, and then she heard the latch, like, start to move a little bit, just a little. And then she said the latch started going up and down, like, moving violently a lot, and then the door opened by itself. And she's like, oh, no, I'm getting out of here. So she got up, washed her hands, like she said, I was the fastest I ever washed my hands ever, and I was out of there. But the door actually, and you can't physically, once it closes, you can't open it by yourself. You have to, like, get, like, a pencil or a screwdriver or something, put in between the crack and lift up the latch and open it. Or you or you crawl under the stall and grab the latch and open it. It's the only way it can happen. But she said that's what happened. It was shaking, like violently shaking, and then it opened. So I've never had – that's the first time that's ever happened. So Screw that. Within, within two weeks of each other or within a week of each other, actually, two weeks ago is when the first one happened. So, yeah, I was like, okay, this is, this is the first time anyone – like has actually said something or had an experience like that now i've had my own little like weird stuff like because i'm in there a lot by myself yeah, and you're in that weird back room like the weird back area all the time oh all the time yeah and like people don't realize it's back there like it's a whole like workshop and stuff behind the, the uh-huh. bowling alley yeah or the bowling yeah. lanes. yeah exactly it is the the workshop like that's the mechanics room i don't know like yeah, where you it, fix things fix parts and stuff but i'm back there all the time that's where i drill bowling balls too so and i'm back there all by myself all the time and i mean i physically snuck back there oh you can sna- sne- to scare you and you can you can sneak right up on me because it's la- well, if i have machines on it's loud it's super it's, loud yeah so you can't hear me but or hear you coming so but things i've like had or felt back there it's just it's just like the weird stuff like you kind of see stuff out of the corner of your eye you think you hear someone like walking up and there's nobody there but like not walking up but just somebody like presence there but i was never i've never been scared there that's the one thing i've never felt scared or frightened or worried while i was there it's just like oh someone's oh no wait no one's there it's just me like that's the only experience like i've really had but those two as seems to they were they were visi- visibly scared or shaken, which is the so, first uh, time that's ever happened. Real quick before we end, I'll share one thing about the hospital I work at. Oh, okay. I was having a migraine. I get optic migraines, you know, four or five times a year. Anybody that don't know what that is, basically your eyes, one of your eyes shuts off, mm-hmm. and you get the if a headache doesn't do it justice trying to describe it. Yeah, literally, it's splitting. Like I throw up. It hurts so bad. <laughs> I'm having one at work. I'm waiting on my relief to get there. And I'm literally like hunched over, throwing up to a trash can. And so I'm hunched over. So the small of my back's exposed. And somebody like literally rubs their fingers across it. And I jump up and one of my eyes not work. Nobody's in this little room. I'm like in the closet. Kind yeah. of it's an office, but it's like a closet. And I just yell at it to leave me alone. And I, it was the worst thing. Like yeah. modern. Like I haven't had an experience like that in forever. Yeah. I don't want him. No. I Actually, that just made me think of something too. Um, when I was working at the plastics factory um i was walking through the warehouse and it just felt like someone went with their two fingers and just pushed me right in the back right off center on my right shoulder blade just pushed me and i felt my back like get pushed a little bit and i turned around to see who it was and there was nobody there and there i always seen stuff always out of the corner of my eyes like someone walked by you guys ever had anybody die in a machine uh no nobody's ever died there but um I don't, my uncle worked there, and he, he passed away. Maybe before you guys owned it. Um, no, um, not that I'm aware of. Uh, but we've in that warehouse, it, we we added that addition on. That place used to be actually really. It was only one section of one of those buildings, is what it started out. And, since, and then when we owned it, we added additions. You know, 
a couple warehouses and a couple and a right. doubled the production size, but it was just a normal or not normal. It was a smaller building initially, but I don't know if it was my uncle. Like, did he like to tease you? Never met him. He died oh, before okay. I was born, but Could he worked. Be. I mean, he grew up working there, so I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know for sure. But I always see like out of the corner of my eye when I work there, like someone in the warehouse, off in the distance, like just kind of walk, not walk by, but just almost like a shape move. But it was always out of the corner of my eye. So I look over there. I mean, there's nothing. It, it's just odd. But that just made me think of it when you said it touched your back. I felt someone poke, yeah, poke like my back. It. Just poke me, like getting my attention. I turned around. In my head, I justified it. I had a muscle spasm in and my And that back. does happen. I've had yeah. it. I've watched my arm have a spasm. And yeah. It felt like somebody grabbed me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, you know, that could have happened to me while I was having a migraine, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and I, I just, I mean, literally, I'm doubled over throwing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I have I take pills for it. The problem is, if if you keep throwing up, you can't keep the pills down. Yeah. So it doesn't have it doesn't help. You at gotta all. like forcibly keep it down. Oh no! You gotta take the pills. That's what I'm saying. In another way. If it would work, I would do it. <laughs> no joke. It would. I don't think that works though. <laughs> It'd take a while to throw that up. Uh. <laughs> no, because not normally happens also with oh, a okay. migraine. Because gotcha. your muscles are all spasming and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So stuff gets moving. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, thank you guys for all sharing your stories. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah. We needed, this is an easy episode for us to so hopefully you enjoyed it because yeah. it's an easy episode for me for research wise. You know, I don't got to research anything. And it's fun talking about it. And it's fun just hearing your real guys' personal experiences. experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for sharing with us. If you have a personal experience, please share it to cryptids of the corn podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I don't know when we'll do another one, but like, this is uh, fun. I have a baby due in June. Yeah. So that may be a good one for then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's an easy episode to pre record and throw, throw out whenever we want to. Right. Uh, but I've been the Great and Powerful Mystery. And I've been your favorite clone, Jay. And together, we're going to the Corn Podcast. Thank you and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn Podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash CryptoTheCorn.com. And don't forget, stay magical.